0: Believing that what he had me be is who I am. As I've come to see the weaker side of me, realize his grace is what.
1: so wonderful to see you all today, and we are celebrating the life of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nudge your neighbor in case they don't know. You need to turn to your neighbor and say, he's alive, baby. He's alive. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Now, what's that supposed to mean for you today? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. What's that mean for your life and for my life today? Why all over the world are Christians gathering together and so excited about this day? What's the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean for you and me today? He left the glory of heaven knowing exactly what was waiting for him. This wasn't a plan that God came up with on the fly because Adam and Eve messed up. This was the plan before the foundations of the earth were even laid. That Jesus would leave heaven and he would take on flesh and be born of a virgin, and that he would live his life. He knew that he would live his life never really being accepted, never really being understood. He knew what was waiting for him was rejection and ridicule. But still he came. He came full of grace and full of mercy because that's exactly what you and I need, grace and mercy. He came and as he began to grow, he grew in knowledge and in influence and he began to say to people, hey, come follow me. And there were people that did and all along his ministry family He ran into different people, people just like you and people just like me. People who would have experienced some of the highs of this life and people that would experience the lowest of the lows of this life. And so this morning, I I briefly want to just talk to you about a few of those people that Jesus came in contact with. I'm reminded this morning of of a woman that Jesus met at a well. And this woman didn't come to gather water at the regular, the normal time. You see, this woman had a past. This woman thought that she could find fulfillment and happiness, that she could really find her true identity by hopping from one man's bed. To another this woman came to the well to get water not when the other women came the regular time because she knew what she would what, what would happen to her what she would get if she went with the other women can you see it with your eyes like can't you imagine other women oh that's her did you hear oh I heard that she was I heard this woman showed up at the well looking for water, and instead she met the Savior. She showed up with her secrets. She came looking for water and there was this man, Who began to talk to her. And it's important that you understand that back in the day in Jesus's time, it was absolutely inappropriate for a man to talk to a woman that he wasn't married to in public, let alone a rabbi. And so it wouldn't have been appropriate for Jesus to approach this woman and begin to talk to her. And so Jesus is like, hey, what's up? you're here getting water and this woman was just like, wait, 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 wait. What are you doing talking to me? You're a Jew and I'm a... What are, you, what are you doing? Let alone, you're a dude and I'm a woman. What are you doing talking to me? She came thinking that she would mostly be by herself and collect her water and leave from that well exactly the way she came with her hurts and with her secrets. And I wonder how many of us today have shown up this morning with our secrets. How many of you are watching at home and and you're sitting there right in the midst of your secrets because you didn't know if you would be welcome at a church today. She came and Jesus began to talk to her. And it's interesting what he said. He didn't make fun of her and he didn't condemn her. He didn't say, I know all your business and how dare you. Jesus began to engage with her in the midst of her worst mistakes. He said, you came here for Regular water, but I'm actually who you need. And in my mind, I imagine this woman, can you imagine how many times she heard that from a dude back then? Oh, baby, hey, I'm the one you need, baby. Can you? So I can imagine at first she was like, "Mm mm-hmm, you know how many times I've heard this line? Come on, dude. But then he began to tell her about her life. And this woman, you would think when when this man, this stranger, is talking about some of her worst mistakes, you think she would have got up and just ran away, but she sensed something. She sensed an acceptance, and she sensed that this dude wasn't trying to come on to her. Jesus offered her living water. He said, what I'm offering you can wash you clean from all the junk that you've been carrying. Isn't that what we all want? Don't we all just want a clean slate? Aren't we all looking for just a fresh start? Just not someone that'll look down their nose at us and and point out all of our flaws, but, but someone we can just be real with and can offer us the hope that's in Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I know exactly what you've done. But I want to make you clean. That's what he says to you today. "Don't Don't hide. It's no one else's business. But Jesus knows and he does not condemn. Thinking of another person that Jesus ran into. A rich young ruler. And I want you to imagine in your mind, you guys, this dude had it going on, okay? He was young, he was rich, and it was at a time when Jesus was like, hey, come follow me, hey, come follow me, and this rich young ruler had heard about some of the miracles that Jesus did and kind of went up to Jesus and was like, whoa, man, you're, yeah, I, you, whoa, whoa. it's like, man, what do I need to do to, to to follow you, and Jesus is like, cool, cool, I'll make you a deal, here's the deal, here's the deal, I want you to go, and I want you to go sell everything that you have. Give it away, and then I want you to to come back. And the rich young ruler, I can imagine the thoughts that were going on in his mind. You want me to do what? And Jesus wasn't saying, and it's so important that you understand, Jesus is not saying it's wrong to have stuff. There's lots of scriptures in the Bible where the Bible encourages us, hey, get up off your rear end and go work. Go work and take care of your family. And So Jesus is not saying it's wrong to have stuff. What he's getting at, what Jesus' point is, is where are your priorities? Are there things that have distracted you from your true purpose in life. Jesus was engaging with this dude in a way that spoke to him. Jesus started challenging, what is it that you really love? And I know for us, family, today, we get it in our minds. It's like, man, if I could just be a part of this group, if I could just, man, if I, once I make it to this level, then that fulfillment that I'm looking for will, will come in. If I could just be seen with this girl or, or go out with that guy, if I could just run around in those kinds of circles, that will fill the void. So we work real hard, and there's nothing wrong with hard work. But when we we start looking to things and other people to find our worth, that's when we get into trouble. And so we can spend a lot of our lives, family, running around saying, identify me. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. I drive this kind of car. That's who I am. I make this amount of money. That's who I am. I belong to this group. That's who I am. Identify me. Define me. Define me. Jesus spoke right to the heart of the matter with this dude. And he wants to speak to the heart of the matter to us today. What are your priorities looking like these days? Finally, family, there's a man that Jesus came across in his ministry. If you're a part of the GT family and you were here a few weeks ago, I I spoke of this man. Jesus is doing what I like to call his Jesus thing. He's going around and he is loving on all kinds of people. He's healing people and he's doing something great back in the day, you guys. He's feeding people. Because Jesus knows that we're mind, body, and spirit and he's the one that can satisfy all of our needs. So he's ministering to people in a beautiful way and suddenly, family, he comes upon a man that is filled with thousands of demons. The Bible gives a clear description that this man is full of so many evil spirits that sometimes these spirits cause him to throw himself into an active fire. There are times that these demons that are in him throw him into the water to where he almost drowns. There's times that these evil spirits in him cause him to pick up huge rocks and begin to cut himself. He, he, he was so out of his mind, he was such a maniac. The Bible tells us that they had to shackle him and make him live outside of town. He was so full of demons that he couldn't be around regular people. He wreaked havoc in this region. Nobody wanted anything to do with him. We're not told exactly what this guy did or didn't do. Find himself at this point in his life an outcast full of demons. We've got demons too, don't we? Maybe ours show up as regrets maybe ours, don't cause us to cut ourselves or to throw ourselves into a fire, but it's this kind of situation, family. You know what I'm talking about, where it's bedtime. You've been to work. You've taken care of the family. You've done your thing. And it's like, it's nighty night time. And as soon as you lay your head down on your pillow, what happens? That mind starts racing, doesn't it? It's like, come on, it's sleepy time. Go to sleep. Your mind is just running over all of the what ifs and what about this? And is this going to work out? And what if they find out about this? And how's this going to turn out? and Anxiety. You just find yourself just anxious. And then maybe for others, it's the other end of the spectrum where you spend all day looking at that guilt and shame. And people think this about me, but if they knew. And so for you, it's this side of, there are times you don't even wanna get out of bed. There's times where the depression seems so heavy and so dark. And so maybe our demons don't present in the same way as this man's. They're enough to keep us shackled in chains from living the abundant life that Jesus promised us. He's alive. He's free. And He's praying for you right now, why aren't we? As I was preparing this message, I was reminded of a time when I was at a local school and I was speaking to a group of parents. And I was talking to them about God's goodness and God's grace and his mercy, how it's available for everyone because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And how he set those people free in the Bible, he wants to set us free. And I was sharing how there's nothing that you could have done or ever do that would make him turn his back on you and there was this dude i noticed him when he came in there was this dude he was like a big hulk of a dude had the big muscles you can tell he spends time in the gym you know you know one of those guys we hate right one of those guys you know who it's one of these guys like this i'm telling you you guys it's this kind of guy when i'm there at the gym and i'm like he's over there like this Uh, uh, you know, with like the hundred, just like, uh, and does one curl and his biceps are like popping out there, you know. I'm over there like, uh, with a 10, you know, you know, yeah. So here with my 15s, with my 15s, my 15s. And so he's one of those guys, good looking, great looking family, you know, that if you looked at him from the outside, this dude's got it going on. So as I began to talk about God wanting to step into the middle of our mess. This big, huge hulk of a guy. I begin to hear this. And, and it was so much that, that, that it, it started distracting me. And he, but you don't know, you don't know what I've done. You don't know. You don't know what I've done. I've messed up everything. I've messed up everything. I'm. And I had the opportunity, family, to go over to him and say, "God wants you. God wants you. God wants you." And he was trying to talk me out of it. I've blown everything, Pastor. I've just, I've wrecked everything. And I'm like, God wants you. And so I don't know what your demons might be today. But I've got the most incredible news for you. That the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, that same spirit, that same power that set that woman free and and set that demon-possessed man free, that same power, that resurrection power is available for you today. Jesus wants to lift you up out of the mess of your life. He wants to give you a life and life more abundantly. Heaven already gave its answer. Mercy said, No, I'm not going to give them what they deserve. I'm not going to stand by and watch them be lost. Heaven's answer is, No, I won't let you go. But what about you? What's your answer today? Heaven already decided that I'll go to the greatest lengths. What's your answer this morning? So what do I want you to do now? You know, you hear a message like this, and it's like, okay, but, but what should my response be? Heaven won't let me go, heaven won't get up on, give up on me, but what do you want me to do? What should I do? What should my response be? to grace and mercy be. One of our artists here at GT Church is going to illustrate exactly what I've been talking to you about this morning. What is it that I want you to do? What what should you be feeling right now? What should, what action inside of you Should you do? What do I want you to do? What does God want from you? The answer, family, is God wants us all to just open up our hands. We carry around so much junk and we're weighed down by so many things that distract us. And, and I didn't say this last service, but I feel prompted to say it this service. There are those who are here and those who are watching and you are being eaten up by unforgiveness because someone hurt you, someone wronged you. And you're like, I'll never let it go. I'll never let it go. And God wants to set you free. What I want you to do? I want you to open up your hands. that whether you're already a believer or you've not yet stepped across that line of faith to just come to him with with this understanding that God, I, I don't have it all figured out. But I trust you with all of it. Everything is great in my life right now. But God, I still trust you with all of it. I never thought that at this point in my life I would be here, but God I trust you with all of it. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? What can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so all we have to do is just Receive it. All you have to do is not resist it, not fight against it, not make excuses for, I don't understand this and I don't understand that, but just, just come to him with our hands and our hearts open. And so I'm going to say a prayer right now. I'm not going to embarrass you and ask you to come to the front or anything like that, but I'm just going to say a prayer and I'm going to give you an opportunity. accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. And it's not like this magic wand that as soon as you do this, as soon as you accept Jesus, everything in your life just, it's just, it's just awesome all of a sudden. No. But what it is, is is this grace and this mercy washes over your life. You get an opportunity to, to start fresh and to be connected with a group of people that are going in the same direction as you, that love Jesus and want his best in your life. And so I'm gonna say a prayer and I'm gonna invite you to say this prayer after me. This is you becoming a follower of Christ today. Would you say, dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned, but today, Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life Take away my sin. Take away my shame. All those regrets. Today, Jesus, I want to start over following you. No more excuses. No more hiding. I'm all yours today, Jesus. In your name. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate with people today, family, giving their lives to Jesus? And listen, here at GT, we're we're committed to you continuing to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And so if if you prayed that prayer with me today and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to do something. I don't want you to walk this journey alone and so it's important that you tell someone and so here's what i want you to do i want you to take out your cell phone go ahead go ahead take out your cell phones and if you prayed that prayer with me today for the first time and accepted jesus as your savior i want you to text the word heaven to 41411 it's not case sensitive just text the word heaven to 41411 and what's going to happen is our new believer guides, Jason and Brittany. You're going to meet them. There's a video of us on there, and we're going to celebrate with you, and what's going to happen over the next several weeks is they're going to partner with you, and maybe you'll have some questions about, okay, what does it really mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Well, Jason and Brittany are going to be right there, and they're going to help answer any questions, and they're going to partner with you. They're going to point you in the right direction so that you keep falling more and more. In love with Jesus. So it's so important that you do that today. We're so excited that Jesus is Lord of your life, He's gonna make all the difference for you absolutely absolutely so before we get to the drawings look there's there's just a couple more things again i'm so thrilled that you came out to gt church this morning and i've been working on a special message next week so i'm glad you're here today but i want you to come back next sunday i've been working on a a message for next sunday about what's on the throne in your life watch this trailer and i'll be right back